Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Millennial Business Podcast, brought to you by Millennial Girls Media, where we teach you how to live, lead, create, and earn like a millennial. Our generation knows that technology and the way people do business over the next few years is going to blow your mind. So if you want to stay up to date and relevant in this ever-changing world, strap in and get ready for the ride of your life. I'm your host, Taylor Victoria, and I'm going to teach you how millennials do business. Hey, Kate, thank you so much for joining me for the very first episode of the Millennial Business Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on with me today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So let's just um, jump right in. Guys, Kate has started the most amazing business. Well, I think it's the most amazing business ever um, because she basically teaches people how they can go from working in their nine to five to um, living an amazing life, living remotely from anywhere in the world that they want to, which is just my dream in life. Like I really want to move to Bali and you have moved to Bali. That's actually where we met. So Kate, do you want to start off by telling us a little bit sort of about your story, how you got to where you are today and sort of what drove you to start this business in the first place? Yeah, for sure. So my story starts out like many people. I grew up in a small hometown in Canada, um, you know, just middle-class family. um, And I thought, you know, you're supposed to go to university and then just get a nine to five job. And that's sort of the path. And that's what you do. I didn't know any different. So I went to school for business and I landed my dream job afterwards um, at an advertising agency as a project manager. Um, I wanted to just work at a big agency and have this condo downtown Toronto. And I thought, okay, if I can achieve that, everything's good. Um, But then, you know, getting into it, I just found myself, I was, I was working to live to work to live. I was working crazy hours at the ad agency so that I could pay for this beautiful condo downtown that I was never at because I was working so much. And I just remember sitting there. I mean, like, I don't feel like, I don't feel very happy. Like this is not what I expected. And that was sort of the start of a journey of exploring, you know, where do I go from here? And to be honest, I had 10 vacation days a year and I was like, there's no way I can do 10 vacation days a year for their, like, I just like traveling too much. Um, So then I, um, long story short, I ended up going to a smaller agency. I started researching what my options could be, started saving up to quit my job. And about a month before I quit my job, I got let go. Um, So to me, that was a sign from the universe. You're ready. Let's do this. Um, So... I then went on this this journey to try and figure out, okay, what do I want to do next? I wanted to do it right. And one of the things that I got clear on was I knew it wasn't working. Sitting at a cubicle all day um, was not working for me. And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that sometimes they want to know what works to get clarity, but knowing what doesn't work also gives you clarity. And I think that's something for the audience to take away. And then for, for me, I got really clear on my criteria list of what I wanted for for my next step. And that meant not sitting at a desk, um, getting paid because I had student loans and being able to travel the world. And I thought, there's no way this job exists. I'm not going to get paid to travel the world and not sit at a desk all day, but I'm going to try to find the closest thing to that. Um, and, you know, I started 
the first thing that I did is I had to rediscover my passions. I didn't even know what I was passionate about. Um, so I was working so much and just like doing so much overtime that I honestly didn't even know what I loved. And I just thought, how am I supposed to do a job I love if I don't even know what I love? So I started doing a bunch of random stuff. I signed up for painting classes, jujitsu classes, language classes. Um, I was really into health and nutrition. And so I started with, with all of these things that I was doing, the purpose of it was to figure out, okay, what, resonates with me and what doesn't. And this is something that um, everyone listening can do as well. I tell you, I, I started doing the most random things. Like I'm, <laughs> I was making like these, these knitted blankets. I was doing like the most random stuff, but with everything that I did, what I would do is I would look at, okay, what aspect of this resonates with me and what aspect doesn't. And if something wasn't vibing with me, I would just drop it and move on because the whole purpose was to figure out what I enjoyed. So for example, painting, I realized I don't have the patience for that. So I dropped <laughs> the painting. Um, with the language classes with like Spanish and sign language, I realized I really like connecting with people. Um, so I kind of started getting noticing some themes and patterns with, with all the things that I was doing. Um, and I started going down a few paths. One was to be a nutritionist. Um, one was to teach English abroad. And I took my TESOL certificate. And the last one was I came across this program called Remote Year, and it takes 75 digital nomads, so people who work online from their laptop, takes them to a new country every month for a year. Um, so at the time, I didn't have a remote job. Um, so I started looking for a remote job. I put my savings down to join this program, booked a one-way ticket to Prague. And I still didn't have a remote job. I was, I was trying to apply. It just wasn't working. Um, in hindsight, now I know why it wasn't working because I was uh, approaching it with this nine to five mindset. Um, so I joined Remote Year. I had a month, a month of worth worth of money to kind of figure things out. And um, you know, <laughs> there were some bumps in the road. Like my laptop died, mm-hmm. and I ended up putting that on my credit card. Yeah, I remember there was I faced a lot of resistance, and for me that was challenging because I'm the type of person where anything I wanted, I usually got. And I say that in the sense of, you know, my dream job, for example, that I landed, it was like, okay, if you want this dream job, here's what you need to do to make it happen. And so I just did those things. I was really involved in the community, all that stuff. So everything up until that point was pretty black and white. It's like, if you want this, do this and it works. Um, And this was the first time it wasn't working and it was very frustrating. And it was like this giant blow to the ego. Um, But when I came across this idea, something in my gut was just like, I can't give up. This is, this is for me. This is meant for me. And I'm going to do whatever it takes because it's not a matter of if it will happen. It's just a matter of when. And I know I'm hardworking and I know eventually someone's going to hire me. Um, so then I landed, uh, I eventually, before the month was out and before I ran out of money, landed a full-time remote marketing gig. Um, and at that time, I was on the remote year program, traveling the world with them, doing the marketing. And then I started a blog, The Remote Nomad, um, just blogging about the lifestyle. Um, That got picked up in some press. Um, You know, it was in CBC. um, No, CBC was just recently. um, Fast Company, CNN, BBC. um, And a lot of people started reaching out to me asking how to get started doing the same thing. Um, 
And that's that inspired me to start Wi-Fly Nomads. So Wi-Fly Nomads is the immersive program I run, and it helps people make that transition from the nine to five to working online, whether it's landing a remote job, getting started with freelancing, and just really immersing yourself in the lifestyle. Um, the program at the moment takes place in Bali, and that's like a huge hub for digital nomads, um, and it's the best way to really get a taste for the lifestyle. Um, yeah, and so now I'm I'm focused on I've stepped back from the marketing, um, and I'm focusing on growing Wi-Fi Nomads, and then I have my personal blog, The Remote Nomads, still, um, and then I have my online course with that one. Amazing! You have just been on the craziest journey, I feel, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love that you actually did come up against a lot of resistance internally and externally in terms of not being able to. Um, necessarily figure out why you couldn't receive the things that you really wanted to because a lot of the time um, people think that if you're coming up against resistance it means that it's not meant to be but in actual Mm -hmm. fact I feel that it's just the universe testing you and making you prove that that is really what you want to do and that is the path that you want to take and it's amazing that you really persisted with that and now you've just created the most amazing life for yourself where you're helping other people to do the same thing that you've done. Um, you you can work from wherever you want in the world. Like I met you in mm-hmm. Bali. Now you're in Canada. Yeah. You can go yeah. anywhere you want to. So that's actually amazing. Yeah. You should be proud of yourself for that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I think that's why, to me, that's one of the reasons I want to share it is because for me, this felt like the most far-fetched thing. Like I'm very ambitious, but this just felt like there's no way, like the lifestyle that I'm living now, I could have only dreamed to achieve by the time I I would say 70. And I'm a very just average person. I never grew up around entrepreneurs. Like my life is very, very Mm -hmm. average. And so for somebody like me to essentially figure this out, and I, I, it has just been so life-changing for me. And I want to be able to share that with others. But like you said, there's a lot of resistance and it's a lot of hard work. And what I often see is people get excited, they get started, and as soon as the going gets tough, that's when they give up and that's when most people fall off. But if you can push through that resistance and that sort of downfall, that's when you make it. And I tell all my clients I work with, I'm like, okay, you're going to be really excited and it's going to go to shit and then it's going to go back up, but you just have to push through that shitty part and I promise you it'll be fine, but it's it's uncomfortable. Totally. I so feel that because yeah. at the end of last year, I was going through a really tough time. I was struggling. I only had a couple of clients um, and I was really struggling and I was like, oh, do I really want to do this? And I was like, no, what am I talking about? Like I've spent a year creating this business that I really love Mm -hmm. and I'm just thinking about giving up within like a month because I don't have many clients. Like that's stupid. So I kept going and now it's crazy that I made the decision to keep going and so many clients are coming to me and I'm like, what is going on? I can't even cope with all of these people. Like I can't keep up, but it's just the universe sending them to me because I just decided, no, I am going to smash this business. So it's crazy when you actually make Mm -hmm. the decision to do something. I feel the universe like really rewards you for that. Um, And interesting that you spoke about the, um, the average life, I guess, because I think so many people feel like they just have an average life. That's what we're taught in school. Mm-hmm. Like taught, you go to school, you go to uni, you get a job, yeah. you buy a house, you work, 
you die. Like that's yeah. pretty much yeah. no one talks about finding your passion or your purpose or entrepreneurship or starting your own mm-hmm. business movement or anything like that. Um, did you come up it with, uh, sorry, did you experience any resistance from like external resistance in terms of people um, telling you, no, you shouldn't do that or um, mm-hmm. telling you it was a crazy idea or you're silly for doing that or did you experience anything like that? And if so, how did you move through that? Yeah, it's actually funny you mentioned that. So this is also another takeaway that people can um can do as well. Um, so for me, I used to be when I was younger, very kind of more shy and reserved and just kind of did just did did life. And I got to the point where I started taking these little risks and I started trying things. Um, and so I, I called into the radio station, I just would I started with little things. So I called into the radio station. Um, and oftentimes people are like, oh, no, there's no point. I'm not going to win these tickets. I called in to win Justin Bieber tickets, and I actually won the tickets. So that was like, oh, cool, this little confidence booster of like, all right. And then I started going after more random, crazy things. So the next thing was um, a reality TV show. I, there was a way I could win $5,000. So I was like, cool, I'll apply to this this reality show and and for a chance to win 5,000. So next thing you know, I got a call back. I was on the show and won $6,000. So needless to say, I started doing a lot of random shit, right? And I was testing the limits because I was like, what are like, you know, all these things that you're like, oh, what are the chances? Oh, that wouldn't happen. But so many people have so much fear that they don't go after it. So ultimately, my, my you could say like the competition is low when you go after things because everyone else is too scared. So you're like, cool. But it also gives you this confidence. Like when you start small and build it up, it gives you this confidence to do even more crazy things and just push the limits and test the boundaries. And so by the time I, it came for me to to leave and go work online, um, it didn't phase my family because I was the most random person doing the most random things all the time. Um, so it didn't phase them. They didn't understand it. I have, that being said, in different areas, I mean, I think one of the biggest things I had to work through was a lot of mindset, a lot of my own shit that I thought I could always just like bury down. But when you have a business, when you travel, it comes up and it faces, mm-hmm. it, it, you, you can't escape it. Like it will face you full on, especially when you start a business. I truly believe you can't reach the full potential of a super high level of success until you deal with the deep shit in yourself because you are a part of the business. It's, it's a part of you. Um, so that was of the challenging times. That was probably one of the more challenging things I had to go through that I wasn't expecting in terms of how I live my lifestyle. I mean, for the most part, people have been quite supportive, but I have in the past had people who, will make comments. For example, I value investing in myself, right? And, you know, I know people have had opinions about how much I've invested in myself. And my opinion on that matter is they have a money mindset issue. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so, you know, it, it happens. Um, but I just try to really, especially now, like I've been doing this for four years now, I'm very mindful about who I bring into my inner circle. Like if you're bringing me down, you're out. Like I just, 
I need to be around high level players that can think big. And if, if I'm not, it, it plants these negative seeds in my head and I just can't do it. So, you know, for, it's been so long now. Um, not everyone got it at the beginning. Um, but now that it's been four years, I just, I'm very mindful of who I surround myself with so that I can just keep yeah. thriving. Yeah. I love that. And it's funny you say that because, um, at the start of last year, I, when I started on my business journey, um, I started yeah. listening to podcasts and it was saying, um, you are the sum of the five people that you hang around the most. And yeah. I love the five people that I hung around the most, but um, they weren't people that were going to help me succeed with my business and um, help yeah. me succeed with my life. So I started looking for other yeah. options, stumbled across Joel and Emil and Ben's um, retreat in Bali, which is where yeah. we actually met. It was um, yeah. a mindset and marketing workshop. We spent like a week. Yeah. Bali and just surrounded by the most amazing and inspiring mm-hmm. who just want to see you thrive and grow and become the best version of yourself possible. So yeah. um, I love that that's sort of the this um, stage that you've come to in your life and that's exactly yeah. what I was thinking as well and that's how we met. So that's, um, yeah. that's really awesome. <laughs> it's so funny because I actually, the reason I got connected originally with Joel and Emil before I even really like had the, the idea of going to the event or anything, um, the reason I got connected with them is because I remember reaching out to Emil and I told him, I was like, look, I just need to surround myself with you know, high level players, I need to surround myself with the right people. I just need to be in your vicinity, like, you know, with what you and Joel are doing, I just need to be in that vicinity. So that as a result, I can level up because he's like, I mean, was like, what do you want out of this? Like, be real. And I was like, honestly, like, I just need to be around the people that I want to be more like, mm. um, because you are the sum of the five people, right. And I recognized that. And I was like, okay, I need to just reach out and make that happen like that's the type of person I want to be around like I admire how Joel and Emil show up in the world so I reached out to them to make that happen so I was actually listening to this podcast the other day um that Gary V had put out and he was saying that um if you have really negative thoughts in your head start listening to positive things so start oh, listening yeah. to his podcast Start listening mm-hmm. to other people's podcasts or watching YouTube videos as a pod is positive. 100%. And it's so the same with the people that you hang around. Um, if you're surrounding yourself with people who are up at this level and you're down here, you're going to want to chase them up to that level. Um, yeah. So I definitely think that is huge for anyone who is sort of looking for more out of life or um, wanting to take the next step with their business. Start surrounding yourself even if it's just yeah. in your head by listening to podcasts, yeah. start surrounding yourself with people yeah. who make you want to level up. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. When I first spent the first year traveling the world and came back to Canada, it was so difficult. And that's when I realized, you know, I was combating this. I had so much seed, so many seeds planted of positivity. Then I came back and you have these seeds of negativity. Mm-hmm. And I just realized, okay, the only way to combat that if I don't have these people around me anymore is to just listen to the podcast, YouTube videos, the books, and just 
you know, because oftentimes people, there's this transition period where they're stuck and they're like, okay, well, that's easy for you to say you live in Bali, right? Mm -hmm. However, just like you said, you can get that yourself by consuming. It's just, you know, like even when I come back to Canada, I'll just listen to positive videos just because I don't have as much um, like positivity as I do in Bali where everyone's like, oh, business and this and that. Mm -hmm. um, just to fuel my brain with the positivity. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I do that where I live here in Canberra. There's not a lot of people yeah. that I know um, who have that drive and motivation. And so I am yeah. constantly just listening to podcasts on the go when I'm driving the car, going for a walk, where anywhere I go, if I've got some time and and I've got my headphones or my phone, I'd listen to podcasts because I just know that it's it's all a mental game, really. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. So I want to sort of move into a little bit more um, tactical advice um, or strategies mm -hmm. that we can give to people who, first of all, let's start with people who are thinking about um, taking that next step and moving forward. What would you suggest to people? Would you suggest um, finding a course like yours or like the course that you did mm -hmm. or um, how should people go about taking the next steps? Yeah, so I would say there's lots of ways you can work for if you want to work online, you can work for a remote company, you can get started as a freelancer. So if you have, you know, copywriting skills, marketing design, you can be a freelancer. Um, and there's also starting a business as well. Um, freelancing is the easiest way to get into it because if you have a skill like marketing or copywriting, any sort of skill, um, you can freelance and do that. Um, and then there's also starting a business. The most popular way and the easiest way to get started is with freelancing. Um, the great thing about it is you can do it on the side and build up your client list as you're doing a full-time job. And then once your client list gets too big, then you can scale back mm -hmm. on your job. Um, one of the things one of the big things that come that comes up a lot and I see in a lot of people is they will they will over research they'll spend all this time figuring out how to work online and it's overwhelming and there's a mixed match of content and it's all over the place and it's hard to know what applies to you and what doesn't and as a result a lot of people don't take action so kind of two things there the first thing is just like do it just take action, dive right into it. Um, so often people overthink and they think if they watch all these videos and just deep dive into it, it gives them this um, assurance of like, okay, you know, I'll figure it out. At the end of the day, it can be overwhelming. There's so much content online. And then next thing you know, you're doing something that you should be doing in like three months now and you're not doing the right thing now. Like you're just not doing it in order and it just becomes chaotic. Um, that's why I started my course. So it takes people step by step through the process. But I think the biggest thing that stops people is they just sit there and overthink, oh, well, what do I want to do? What job do I want? It's like, you have to dive into it. Like, for me, four years ago, I couldn't have said, oh, I'm going to run this educational travel company in Bali. Like, there's no way like I couldn't even fathom the idea of doing what I do now. The only way I got here is because I just stepped into the process. I was like, all right, my I have skills in marketing, I'll do marketing. And then from there, I was like, Oh, cool, why don't I start a blog? And then that inspired me to start the business. So it's really not as linear as people think. 
when you're applying for a nine to five job, often it's, okay, here's the job I want. Now I'm going to do the steps to get the job, fix up my resume, put out resumes and then get the job. Right. But when you're diving into this remote world, it's really about just taking that step in and pivoting as you go. Right. So for example, I had a client and we started working together and she's like, okay, I want to start a business. So we're like, cool. We go down that path. And then she decided, Ooh, this doesn't resonate with me. Right. So then we went down the employee path of working for a remote company. Had she not taken those steps forward towards starting a business, she wouldn't have known it wasn't for her. You will know right away, I tell you, because you're either going to dread getting up every day or you're going to be on fire and loving it. And so you kind of have to walk down that path. But when you, for example, when she started down the path of a business, but then pivoted her direction it wasn't a waste of time because she got clarity on what she doesn't want and clarity on what you don't want will lead you closer to what you do want. Um, So I think the biggest thing for people is yes, there's the tangible, okay, get a remote job, freelancer, start a business. Like that's the tangible, but people just need to stop overthinking it of like, what's the, what's the thing I want to do? Like you're going to be doing something different in like three years anyways, probably. Right. Mm -hmm. So just, just, move forward like just move forward I love that and for anyone who already has a business potentially mm-hmm. has just started a business um yeah. could you give a little bit of advice on sort of how you have used the online world to um yeah. grow or your experience with marketing any sort of advice in that regard what's something that has worked really well for you basically well, I can tell you what I've done wrong <laughs> to learn what to do right. Um, I I mean, I'm super grateful for the online world and there's so many things I could say about online stuff. Um, I'm grateful because we live in a world now where anybody can become anything they want with a low barrier to entry. My whole brand and business has been built off online platforms, which is amazing. Um, that wouldn't have been possible years ago. Um, in terms of, in terms of my personal brand, I think where I made the mistake is that I wasn't showing up consistently online. I would like disappear, come back and be like, Hey guys, like what's up? And then they're kind of, you know, it, it, I wasn't showing up consistently. So I think your presence online needs to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're like an influencer or content creator. Um, the other thing that I, I would say I did wrong is that I never, two things, I, I mean, earlier on, I never gave people the opportunity to buy from me or tell them how they could work with me. I just put out a ton of free content. Um, I probably should have monetized sooner, even in a small way. Um, And the thing I'm learning now that's really huge is having a system and process in place. Um, And when I say that, I'm alluding to funnels. So with my online course right now, I'm in the weeds of, of getting that funnel sorted so that, you know, when I was launching my course before I would spend all this time and do a launch and then it was done and all that effort and energy was just like done and that was it. And now because it's going to be automated and I'm setting up a system and a funnel and all of that, um, I can now have that working for me in the background without having to, to be there every time. Um, I think having systems and process 
and even teams to support that system and process is really important from getting small to big. Um, and that's something that I'm even like going through right now to just scale up both the mm-hmm. brands. Mm. When would you say would be um, for people who are starting out, um, when do you think would be a good time to start getting some extra help with some of that stuff in terms of potentially a virtual assistant or help with automating stuff? Do you have any advice around that? Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back a sec because you did ask me the best way to get started for people. Yeah. Um, One thing I see people get hung up on is that Well, there's two things. One's called the Lean Startup Methodology and one's an MVP, Minimum Viable Product. So for example, when I started Wi-Fly Nomads, instead of thinking about, oh, what's all the program material going to be? Where's the villa going to be? I didn't think of any of that because if I don't have customers, that doesn't matter and it's not even going to exist. So what I did is I threw up a site and had a place where people could apply um, and then a place where they could make payment. At the end of the day, a business is only a business if it's making money. Of course, you, it should have meaning and impact. Like I love what I do, but it's just a hobby if it's not making if it's not making money. That's the reality of it. Um, and so often people get hung up on all these details, and usually, like the fun stuff that you want to do is probably not the important stuff. It's the stuff that you don't want to do, which is likely sales yeah. and getting on sales calls. If you want to build a business, get on sales calls. Don't pick a pretty like oh, this and that on my site. It's like, no, you need to make sales. That's what you need to do. And that's what the, you know, and then, so that's kind of like the lean startup approach is like, okay, what's the most important task that's going to have the biggest impact on the business and also an income generating task, the highest income generating task. Um, And then there's the MVP. So for me, you know, in hindsight, I wish I, you know, built all my systems and processes from the get-go, but I did, I did the approach where it was like, okay, let's see if people apply. So I put out the application, then people applied, then people started paying, then it started getting to, okay, now let's think through what's next, like where we're going to go, what the content's going to be. So I think that's a very big, powerful, important thing for a lot of people. Um, But in terms of, in terms of getting the support is what you were asking before. Like from oh, other yeah. people, um, yeah. Like, when is a good time to take the next steps and hire someone? Do you think? Honestly, I don't know how to best answer this. Mm-hmm. I've had, I've brought people on in the past to support, and one thing I'm focusing on this year is growing out a team. Um, so I feel like I'm still in the process of doing that, of learning that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I in a year I'll probably have a ton of insights on hiring because that's going to be a big thing this year. Yeah. Um, we could. Just- yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think you know I will say actually, you know I'm bringing on a salesperson for Wi-Fi to do all my sales calls, and the reason I'm bringing that person on is is for two reasons. Well, a couple. Um, one, I looked at where do I spend most of my time, and where do I spend most of my time in a way that I don't enjoy, like. I enjoy creating content. I love getting creative and sharing that. I don't like getting on sales calls. I just, I don't enjoy it. Um, and I can't be in flow. And it's just not my area of genius. Like marketing's my background. I could pump out a bunch of marketing and enjoy it, but like, I don't enjoy getting on sales calls. So I brought her on and I'm bringing her on as one of the first team members because 
she's going to free up a lot of my time, which is incredible. And she's going to be doing something that I don't want to do. That's not my area of genius. So I think it's, it's not that you need to be an expert in all things. Like, you know, I've dabbled into sales, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, focus on what you do well and do that well and look at, you know, where you need support in terms of where most of your time is going, tasks you don't enjoy and outsource those. Like it just, I I would say that would be like the very first step. Consider that when you're bringing someone on. I love that. Um, Cool. So to wrap things up, I want to channel a little bit of Nickelback and like, if today was your last day, day and you have to give one piece of advice to people who um, are millennials and are are, either choose they're in business or they're wanting to start a business what would your one one piece of advice be I don't know how to best word this but ultimately If people knew how possible their ideal lifestyle um, was for them, they would pursue it relentlessly. And it is possible. And I know that because I've done it. Again, I wasn't born into this life. So my hope and wish for so many people, and this is literally why I do what I do, I want people to live more fulfilling lives. And I show people how to do that through remote work. So I would just, my advice would be, you know, it's scary. Of course it is. It's, it's petrifying, but you have to just do it. And it seems so like the most simple advice. Um, but you just have to consistently show up, be persistent, be relentless, and just keep going after it because it's just a matter of when, not if. Um, so, so my advice would be, you just really have to stop sitting there and thinking about it and just do it. I love that. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Kate, thank you so much for joining me. Please um, tell the audience where they can find you on your socials if they want to give you a follow. Yeah, for sure. So my brand, The Remote Nomad, you can just search that. I'm most active on Instagram. um, And then on The Remote Nomad is where I have my online course, Work Online and Travel the World. Um, That's going to be launching soon. And then there's Wi-Fi Nomads, which is W-I-F-L-Y. The idea is that you're flying around chasing the Wi-Fi for the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, you can just search that online, the site, um, you know, all the the Instagram, Facebook, all there. Um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. Love it. Thank you so much for joining me, Kate. This has been so much fun. And I have absolutely loved having you as my very first podcast episode because we had so much fun together in Bali. You're absolutely just living a life that I think is epic. So thank you so much. You're killing it, girl. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate you having me on. Okay, bye. Want even more millennial business insights and to connect with like-minded business owners from around the world? Join our Facebook community for tips on how to take your business to the next level and chat with myself and other listeners. All you have to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash millennial girls media gang to be a part of this wonderful community. For show notes and downloads, head to www.themillennialbusinesspodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's guest and me. If you enjoyed this week's show, would you just take a screenshot and post it to your Insta story? 
I know this episode could help so many other business owners to see the amazing changes that they can make to grow their business exponentially. Until next time, my awesome listeners, keep chasing your big business goals. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Millennial Business Podcast.